1: Another, a third potential problem is the exposure to the temptation of an extramarital affair with a male work associate. You say, well, that will never happen. Yeah, that's famous last words. Believe me, famous last words. After all, think of it this way. You would spend more time with other men than with your own husband. Listen, this is what happens a lot.
2: Hello and welcome to Verse by Verse. This is Peter Silseth, your announcer. I'm happy to invite you to join us today for another Verse by Verse program. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff just mentioned one of several potential problems that can arise when a wife takes a job outside the home. There are others and we will deal with some of them today as we consider the characteristics of a godly young woman. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, where he has been serving since 1981. We at Verse by Verse Ministries have the pleasure of adapting his clear, expository messages to radio format. We are involved in a continuing study from the second chapter of Titus. We will stay focused on verse 5 again today. So even though we will be visiting other related verses, keep your finger here in Titus because we will be coming back to it. It's easy when you're home alone with the kids doing things that sometimes get boring to start to wonder if there might be a more fulfilling job out there in the business world. Maybe you're a young wife thinking about looking for a job right now. The Bible does not prohibit that at all, but it does offer some cautions Here is Pastor Steve to help you make a wise decision about outside work versus staying at home.
1: Number two, older women can help young women in the area of cooking. Uh, There are some young women who were not taught to cook by their mothers. We live in a very different age than some of the, uh, the homes that you older women were raised in. I know that was unheard of back then for the most part. How can a mother not be teaching her daughters Uh, or daughter how to cook, but believe me, that happens today. So uh, they could need help and advice on that. You could help them. Also, uh, help them on eating habits. Not only, you know, how to cook, but uh, what are nutritionally balanced meals. Number three, older women need to exhort and remind young women just to work hard and not to be lazy. We live in a society that wants to do the least amount of work. So we can do whatever we want to do that's that we think is pleasurable, and that that affects the Christian community as well. It's a laziness. Uh, the Bible speaks against laziness. In fact, let, let's look at some passages. Proverbs thirty-one, that uh, great, excellent, virtuous woman. It might be good for you to put a little bookmark there because we'll be referring back and forth to to her. Proverbs thirty-one. It says in verse twenty-seven. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. This was a diligent worker. You read through Proverbs 31 and you realize this woman worked hard. She was up early. She went to bed late. She took care of her family. But I think it's also not just working hard. You know, you can work hard with a bad attitude. I think older women need to come alongside of younger women and help them in their motives for working hard, help them in their attitudes. For example, um, Colossians 3.23 tells all of us, not just women, but all of us, do your work unto the Lord. And we need to be reminded about that, because sometimes it's tedious work that all of us are involved in, especially uh, young women. They do the same things every day, wash and clean and cook and make lunches and do all this stuff. I mean, after a while, she might just get discouraged with that. Or what elevates that from her work from... Uh, from, let's say, the work of an unsaved person, she is to do her work unto the Lord. And uh, older women are to remind her to do that. She's not just doing it for her husband and her kids. She's doing this for Jesus Christ. Also, they're to be reminded, even in the mundane things of life, First 1 Corinthians 10.31 30, says, whatever you do, whether it's such, such a mundane thing as eating or drinking, do all to the glory of God. Can you wash dirty clothes to the glory of God? Absolutely. Absolutely, that's what Paul says. Uh, This does relate to to attitudes, Uh, being a worker at home. Notice, for example, in Proverbs 31, verse 13. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands, watch this, in delight. She does it willingly, the thought is. She does it with delight. She does it with joy. In other words, she loves being a housewife. She's not intimidated that I'm a housewife, I don't have an identity, everybody's going off, my husband's going off to work and meeting fun people, and I'm home here. She doesn't feel like that. She's not sitting around complaining about her lot in life. She enjoys her work. Ladies, do you? Do you do that? Do you clean and cook and, and wash with an attitude of cheerfulness? Not just using cheer, but cheerfulness. I just thought about that. It wasn't in my notes, but I just thought about that. Cheerfulness. Maybe that's where they got that word cheer. It reminds you to be cheerful. I don't know what tide would remind you of, but anyway. But I think that's very important that there's an attitude. God doesn't want you to do this with a complaining spirit. Do it with an attitude, and this is where the older women in the church need to come alongside of the younger women and encourage them in this. That's what Paul is teaching. Do your work unto the Lord. Now, having said that, and those are just several, hopefully, practical suggestions that that um, would help. Paul's point is to teach young women to be diligent, busy with housework, as opposed to lazy. We still need to ask a very critical question. And the question is this, does the Bible forbid a wife from working outside of her home? And the answer is no, the Bible does not. And the reason I know that is Proverbs 31 uh, tells us that this woman, though she worked in the home as well, she was diligent. She had a little outside business going on. She was an entrepreneur. Verse 16 says, she considers a field, Proverbs 31, she considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So she had a little real estate business going on. She gets the money, she plants a vineyard. And notice she, she has more work that she does outside. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Uh, now maybe they came to her home, and so she didn't have to go outside. But the point is, she had an, uh, some type of an outside, outside job. So uh, I think it's going too far to say that the Bible forbids wives, mothers from working outside of the home. I, I do think that common sense would indicate when you have young children who are not yet school age that you shouldn't have a job outside of the home because God has given you those children, not a daycare to take care of them, not even a grandmother to take care of them. But what happens when they're of school age? Does the Bible forbid a woman from working outside of the home? No. However, having said that, I think you have to balance it by being cautious. And uh, you need to understand that there are certain problems and temptations that go along with working outside of the home. And so let me, uh, let me give you some things to consider about this. Number one, one problem of going to work Outside of the home is working for the wrong reasons. Remember, God is concerned not only what we do, but why we do what we do. Attitudes, motives, reasons. Why would a woman want to work outside of the home? She and her husband need to ask themselves some very, um, it could be painful, questions, such as, am I doing this to establish my own identity? I don't want to be considered a housewife. I'm looked down upon in society. As a housewife, I'm looked as kind of a nothing. I have no no personality. I'm, I'm looked as just uh, not living. That would be wrong. That's 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 not right. That's that's a very worldly response. It also could be um, we want uh, two incomes so we can get more things materially. I don't think the Bible um, honors that. That attitude, we're not talking about just meeting needs now. We're talking about I like what other people are getting and we can't on your salary, so I'll get another job. How about uh, how about this motive? To get out from under the pressure of taking care of your children. That certainly would not be a godly attitude. What would be a godly attitude? Well, godly motives would, would be uh, contentment. Contentment. I need to be content with my role in uh, in taking care of my home. I need to also be grateful for what God has given me and not always be thinking about what I don't have, but what I do have and be grateful. And also uh, do all for God's glory. Yeah, raising children, not easy. Cleaning diapers is never a pleasant task. Never pleasant. Do all for the glory of God. All for the glory of God. Let me just say a word about uh, making more money because I know this is a sensitive issue and I know some are in serious debt and so you think, well, this is the way we'll get out of debt. Uh, let me read to you from Martha Peace's book. Martha was the um, the speaker at our ladies retreat last year and this is from her book, The Excellent Wife. She says this, a couple who is in so much debt that the wife may have to work should consider making sacrifices in order to live within their budget while system and that's a key word do you have a budget while systematically working towards debt reduction in other words they would work towards her quitting work and staying home so there's a goal maybe she has to work for a while but they're working towards it working towards getting her to be uh to, to be able to quit work Many times, she writes, if a couple did an honest appraisal of the wife's income and looked at how much they spent on transportation, child care, taxes, clothing, lunches out, dinners out, and increasing uh, increased grocery bills due to pre- buying prepared foods, the couple would likely see that they are actually losing money. How much wiser might it be for her to stay home and care for her family, even if it means her husband getting an additional temporary part-time job for paying off the debts? He is—he still is likely to have more uh, leftover energy than he currently does because his wife would be home helping him by organizing the family's uh, life, clothes, food, etc.
2: There are some situations where young mothers just have to have paying jobs, but there are many more who really haven't considered the risks and the costs involved. Pastor Steve will be right back. We would like to pause a moment to greet those who just tuned in. We're glad you joined us for Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. What Pastor Steve has been telling us today really resonates with my wife and me. She had had various jobs when we were first married, but even before we had children, she and I stepped out in faith and she started staying at home full time. Would you believe that it made almost no difference in our purchasing power? But it made a huge difference not only in our energy level, but in our ability to minister to others. If you're both holding down jobs and trying to juggle family responsibilities among yourselves, I would like to suggest that you take some time to figure out the extra expenses involved with that second job, subtract that from the salary, and then decide if having two people do the work of three is really worth it. Here is Pastor Steve to tell us more about the energy aspects, along with some other issues that arise when a wife takes a job in addition to her domestic responsibilities. He will also describe a couple more of the characteristics of a godly young woman.
1: So, um, there's no rigid um, rule about this, but it is uh, something to seriously consider. OK, another problem that uh, that can occur with a wife working outside of the home is that she can get home from work being so tired from working all day that she's just too tired to deal with biblical responsibilities like having a quiet time, too busy for God. She's just exhausted uh, time alone, not only with God, but time alone with her children, time alone with her husband. And so, yeah, she might be making some more money, but uh, it's like she's losing the war. She's just losing the war here. So you need to consider that. If you're too tired to do what God has called you to do, then then you need to quit. Another, a third potential problem is the exposure to the temptation of an extramarital affair with a male work associate. You say, well, that will never happen. Yeah, that's famous last words. Believe me, famous last words. After all, think of it this way. You would spend more time with other men than with your own husband. Listen, this is what happens a lot, a lot. So, ladies, you want to keep these things in mind, but whether or not you choose to get an outside job, God says that your priority is the home and that you are to work hard at running the household, regardless of whether you're working outside or not. That's your priority. And if an outside job keeps you from being a worker at home, diligent, taking care of of the children, your husband, um, the, all the other things that go along with it, domestic responsibilities. If your job keeps you from this, then there's no question that you ought to quit your job, because the issue is pleasing God by obeying Him. Now, if you can do both, then uh, and your motives are right, and you answer to the Lord, and that's fine. But these are the things you need to keep in mind. However, this we know that being a worker at home is not an easy job, and I hope the men listening to this understand that it is not easy. All you have to do is let your wife go away for a month and you'll learn a little bit about uh, about that. It is a tough job. And if a woman is really diligent as she should be in this with her domestic responsibility, she's going to be very giving, giving of her time, giving of her energy. She's going to face pressure to get the work done. Well, uh, she'll be tired at, at times, she's going to face, at times, a demanding husband who won't be sensitive and children who are ungrateful and demanding. And you know what she's going to be tempted to do? Be very harsh and irritable in her response to all of this. So Paul gives, in Titus chapter 2, uh, another responsibility for a godly young woman. And it all fits. Notice verse 5. First he says workers at home. And then why do you think he says kind right after that? Yes, you're busy working at home. Yes, you're giving out a lot of energy and a lot of yourself, but make sure that you are kind in the process. That's very important. The the Greek word is good. It it could be translated good, but it carries with it the thought of kindness, good, beneficial kindness. A godly young woman, watch this, doesn't just uh, get the job done. She gets the job done with a kind spirit. Boy, that's important. Godly young women don't just rule their household with an iron hand. She's kind. I-, I can't stress that enough because there are some women who will run with this and say, yes, I will get it done, but she'll run over her kids and husband in the process. Kindness. She's not to be frustrated, not to be exasperated, not to be crabby, not to be moody. Ephesians 4 what a great verse. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 certainly applies to this where the apostle Paul says and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Choose to be kind. Notice back in Proverbs I told you Proverbs 31 we'll we'll look back at Proverbs 31 this woman was kind in verse 26 it says she opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. This is a, a role model for women. In, verse, um, in, in Proverbs 16, verse 24, the Bible says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So it isn't an either or. Yeah, I'll get the job done, but I'm going to be cranky in the process. No, the Bible says, ladies, be kind. Kind words, kind deeds, kind in your tone of voice. You say, well, that's a challenge for me. Well, then ask God to sanctify you. Meditate on the truth. Understand that you're doing it for the Lord. Understand that uh, there will be times where you have ungrateful, insensitive uh, husband and children. But you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for Jesus Christ. So be kind in the process. And older women need to give godly advice on how younger women can manage stressful days. Older women are to come alongside of them and teach them how to forgive, teach them when to back off and not get into an argument, teach them to deal with pride, and that's usually what is. That's why we get angry, pride. Teach them to speak tenderly and with compassion and how to deal with various pressured situations that come up. That's the role of older women to not just say, don't be cranky, tell them what you've learned. Now, if you haven't learned a whole lot, you have this week to learn it and pass it on. So godly young women are to be workers at home, kind, and uh, number seven in, in the list is subject to their own husbands. Now, along with the concept of workers at home, the concept of a wife's submission to her husband is a truth that is often misunderstood. She and So let me tell you what, it, what Paul doesn't mean. She's not a slave. That may come as a shock to some men, but she's not a slave. She's not a non-entity. She's not a person whose opinions don't matter. And I don't think that was correct English, but you got the point anyway. She's not a blob there just to jump whenever the husband says, this is what I want. What does the Bible mean by a wife submitting to her husband? Very clearly it means this, that a wife is to obey her husband because in a husband and wife team... Someone has to be in authority and someone has to follow authority. And God has said the husband is in authority and the wife is to follow his authority. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. This is the way God worked it out. Not because men are better than women. In fact, Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says in Christ there is no male or female, meaning spiritually we're all on the same level. He says, also, there's no, there are no Jews and Gentiles, not meaning that there aren't Jewish people and Gentile people, not meaning there aren't men and, fem- and females. He's just saying that spiritually, no one has it better than anybody else. But that does not mean that the roles are, are all equal. No, we all have our distinct roles. There can be no teamwork without submission. Without submission, Steve Farrar, in his book, Point Man, Man, says that when it comes to Ephesians 5, verse uh, 22 and 23, which is about a, a wife submitting to her husband, he prefers a special Bible version over the KGV, the NIV, or the NASB. He prefers the NFL version. Let me read to you the NFL version. Wide receivers, submit to your quarterbacks. As to the Lord... For the quarterback is the head of the wide receiver as Christ is the head of the church. You get the point? Those of you who know football, you know that when you get in a huddle and the quarterback tells the wide receiver what the plan is, the wide receiver doesn't say, I don't like it. Not going to do it. What do you mean you're not going to do it? Well, you have no teamwork. Now, you want me to to, uh, take 10 steps out and go right. I'm going to go left. No, no, no. You're going to go right. Well, you have no teamwork. Absolutely no teamwork. Even if the wide receiver doesn't agree with the play, he better do the play or else you have no teamwork. Uh, Another word for teamwork is order or harmony. You can't have order in the home. You can't have harmony in the home if there isn't an authority and submission. This is true in the military as well. In fact, this Greek word for subject or submit is uh, was originally a military term meaning to be ranked under. You couldn't possibly have a a private telling a general, I don't like those orders. I'm not going to do it. They have places for people like that. It's called being court martialed. But you couldn't possibly run an army without order, uh, without uh, authority and submission. You can't possibly run a sports team that way. And you can't possibly have harmony in the home. You just can't have it. So the NFL version is good. That, that just helps us to see it. So. Uh, As I said before, are wives inferior to their their husbands? No, I mentioned Galatians 3. But did you know Peter calls uh, women fellow heirs of the grace of life? Wherever Christianity has gone, it has elevated the status of women. That is an absolute fact of history because the Bible exalts women. Jesus exalted women. If you knew anything about how women were treated in his day and age, you would thank God for not only your salvation but what Christianity has done as far as the treatment of women and is given respect uh, men haven't always followed that but that's what the bible teaches respect to women our
2: time is just about up for today in our next class pastor steve kreloff will flesh out this concept of submission a little bit more and share about how to apply what we have learned thank you for listening today to verse by verse a daily radio bible class of the air Pastor Steve is not only our teacher, he's also the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. He has been serving there for more than 26 years and his messages are brought to you by Verse by Verse Ministries. We are a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners like you who are first faithful to their own churches. If you would like to hear today's class again, please visit our website, VerseByVerseRadio.org. You can listen online or download the file for later. You'll find previous lessons on the archives page. That's versebyverseradio.org. Today's lesson was the middle of a three part message. To hear the entire message all at once, please order a CD or a cassette by calling us at 727 441 1714. Leave your name and a number and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again is 727-441-1714. In every organization there is a hierarchy. Each person in that hierarchy has different responsibilities and they all submit to someone else. Even the CEO of a huge corporation submits to the stockholders. Sometimes we might not think that the person above us in a hierarchy is worthy of submission. Perhaps they are unfair or incompetent. Maybe they are dishonest. But when we consider the fact that even the Lord Jesus submitted, not only to His Father, but to the wicked men who crucified Him, we find that there is no excuse for failing to submit. It is something all of us need to do in all sorts of situations, with one exception. In the next verse-by-verse, Pastor Steve will tell us much more about submission, including the exception I just mentioned, as well as why Paul told the wives to submit to their husbands. Until then, may God bless you richly.